What's going on, everybody? George here, Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel. As always, I'm I'm joined by my my brother from another mother. It's the best way I can describe the guy. Uh, pretty cool cat. I like to call Swizzle. Uh, Casey Beckmeyer in the in the show with us as always, guys. Casey, what's going on, brother? Not a whole lot, man. I just saw Will Newman's already in here. He must have that bell notification on. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, by the way, so you can be cool like Will Newman and get in here first. But you know, George, we got to thank those sponsors, TSR Racing Products, Chance Performance Parts, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texas. Get your stickers, get your shirts from them, get Greg on the phone, and he'll get you whatever you need. And you can't forget Driven Racing Oil. Use the code GBR10. Get yourself 10% off no matter how much you order, man. But we got to, uh, we got to, I don't know if it's necessarily an announcement or what you want to say, but we need to bring some light to a really bad situation that happened with our family over there at TSR Racing Products. Will was involved in a really, really bad top-end accident in Supergas over there at Cecil County last Saturday, I want to say. Uh, his opponent got into him at the finish line right through the traps, so, you know, well over 150 mile an hour, and uh, Will went flipping into the shutdown and got beat up pretty bad. He's in the hospital right now, uh, had some brain injuries and had some uh, uh, pretty severe hand injuries. I know he's been in and out of surgery right now. So if y'all have uh, had the ability to do so, there's a GoFundMe link to help with some of those medical bills for Will uh, on the Going Bracket Racing Facebook page. So just go over there and click that. And, I mean, anything helps, man. I'm talking if, if it's five bucks, it'll definitely help him because he's got a long road to recovery ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, definitely a speedy recovery. Uh, prayers are going out pretty much from all over, I'd like to say. Uh, definitely thanks to all the prayer warriors out there, those who've said some, uh, some kind words to the family uh, as they go through a tough time. Uh, I know that I saw a post, I believe it was from his fiance, that said, uh, she'd like to reach out to as many racetracks or racing entities as possible and maybe get a t-shirt sent over um something in his size i can't quite remember it i want to say it was a large but i can't call it but that way when he wakes up uh, he's got something to look at knowing that the racing community is there for him so we'll definitely try to reciprocate that as well here at the going bracket racing youtube channel uh, to the best of our ability so um yeah definitely uh thanks for your continued prayers there so uh, Casey, man, I know uh, we have a, a little bit lined up, definitely an open discussion today. Uh, so everybody in the chat, feel free to drop your thoughts, your comments, your what do you want to talk about in the chat on Facebook, YouTube, uh, wherever you're tuning in at. And uh, we're going to grab those and just run with them for the for the for the whole stream, pretty much. Uh, Casey, man, you had an eventful weekend, man. I think you took out the bird. How'd it go? Well, well, man, I finally have everything, I think, figured out. But I can tell you right now, I keep running the wrong guns. I mean, the, the one that comes to mind is the very last uh, very last run of the weekend. I kept getting stopped third round, but I'm four on the tree and a thou under, and my opponent's one on the tree next to me. Uh, I mean, it's just I, I constantly kept running into somebody where my out of 11 runs that weekend, my worst light for the entire weekend was a 16. And I'm talking, yeah, okay, that's not that great. That's nothing to write home about. But out of 11 runs, I had two that were in the teens. Everything else was double O and still a third round loser. So, uh, but on the bright side of things, five runs repeating, got everything figured out, I think, for the most part. So 
all you can do is just go back out there and keep on trying, man, because first of all, can't win it if you ain't in it. That's number one rule. And uh, number two, you just got to keep showing up. So, well, it, it's almost like we, we script some of these things, Casey, even though we're not really ever scripted at all. Because you said you got to be in it to win it. You guys know where I'm going with this, okay? Uh, TB's race. Now, I've, I know you guys know what's going on in St. Louis because, hey, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now. Well, the, the pre-entry is open, okay? Uh, I'm waiting on Brian to give me an update on how many is actually left in this thing. But I have a feeling that there ain't going to be very many. So I'm telling you, if you're wanting to get into what I'm going to consider one of the um, premier races of the year, not just because it's TB Promotions throwing it, number one, that's good, right? That's great. But where it's at, TB said, hey, we got to take something into St. Louis something the worldwide technology better known as gateway international raceway and and just have a, as good of a go of it as we can uh because this is one of the stopping points on the map here in here in the country that is pretty centrally located so you guys got a little bit of time i'm pretty sure of it but i know that it's winding down i see several uh coming from texas uh, i know my whole family's coming they're right there in illinois i've seen a several gateway division three gurus and i say gurus because greg sesti you just can't forget that name but i saw he had an entry into the thing too so um definitely guys if you've got if you've got a plan to come to this race i suggest very highly um get on racederbycity.com and get you an entry man i think there's a mullis race going on too a shootout director shootout race um that i'm pretty sure most everybody's gonna be jumping into as well so that's my uh, that's my thought process behind your you got to be in it to win it, Casey. And I ain't wrong about it. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. And uh, you'll see it back here on the back screen, everything that, well, there's there's something popping up right now as far as I can see. Uh, yeah, it, the pre-entry opened today. I want to say they're taking like 299 right now or something like that to get you in. 375 car max entry. They got what was it 64 foot brake cars are, yep. are able to get in as well and they're allowed to double too that's usually not not the case for a lot of these foot brake entries yep 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 so three 375 up the top 64 off the bottom included in that you've got your your shootouts so i mean there's there's definitely going to be a lot of good racing company going on i've seen the cummins motorsports team uh, already got their entries into it as well so it's going to be a lot of people coming from some different areas at this race rightfully so guys i, t I told you it's in the middle of everything gateway is the most centrally lo located track in the country if you ask me and i could be wrong about that but it's just intersected by everything man so um i see kevin kevin's gonna be heading to the windmill nationals this weekend over in ardmore oklahoma well i won't be i'm gonna be on a beach uh, hawaii is my destination uh, wish me luck i wish I wish, uh, you know, windmills was like next week, not this one, or the week after, I should say, so that I can go to, you know, whatever, whatever. And Russell Dow, hey, man, I can't make the rain stop. Casey, I know you've been dealing with that quite a bit yourself, so, um, but here in Texas, it's been raining all day, so, yeah, definitely. Luckily, it, uh, luckily it didn't rain through the weekend this weekend, man, but uh, it looked like it could. Um, in fact, whenever it was leaving the racetrack on Saturday, after I was a loser, <laughs> uh -huh. I uh, 
whenever I was going up the interstate, I drove into a curtain of rain. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it's like you can legitimately see dry road and absolutely couldn't see beyond that, and it started hailing and everything. It was the weirdest thing ever, but they say it didn't, uh, didn't rain at the track, and one of the craziest things ever happened down there at Galat this weekend. So remember how whenever we were talking about the spring fling, whenever Peter Biondo was bringing the fling series to Galat and I picked Michelle Pilo to win. Mm. So at that point, she had won two of the Galat points races, top ET. And you know how I feel about top ET at Galat. It's one of the hardest places to race that I have ever raced in my entire life. And, well, I mean, hence what I was saying earlier, I'm 004, my man's 001. I mean, every single round I'm double O and somebody's still even better than I am at that point. I mean, it's like, you know, what are you going to do? You just draw on straws. But anyway, you'll notice on the Golden Bracket Racing Facebook page, if you're a follower of that page, and if you're not, you should be. But there's two posts with Michelle Pilo in the winner's circle. That's not a duplicate post. She won Saturday and Sunday. That's four times she's won top ET at Galat this year, man. That's roughly 44 points right there, 40 points right there. I mean, all she has to do is show up the rest of the year, and I'm sure she's going to win the championship by far. It's a lot to say, a lot to say, especially at where she is. Um, it's not a name that I heard before, of course, Casey, until you started mentioning it. But for anybody to be able to say that they back-to-back -back a, gal a Galat race, uh, are, were these five granders by chance? Were this was this their weekly points they're race? All, they're all five granders for top huh. BT a lot. Yeah. Huh. So how many entries would you say was in that thing? Over a hundred, wasn't it? Oh, easily. I easily. mean, it's uh, it's mm -hmm. not uncommon to it's not uncommon to have. I would say the average is about 150 top ET cars at Galat, and it's not uncommon to get around the 200 range, depending on what's coming to town the next weekend or what's coming what people are coming through town, I guess I should say, going back home. You know what I mean? I get you. So what I was getting at is we're not talking about going to back to back with, you know, some of our, our regular, you know, some of the local tracks, you know, maybe 80 or 90. I think Extreme might have had 90, 90 at their last week's uh, entry. Alan Boykin's saying there was 200. So going back to back versus 200 opponents of Galat Motorsports Park. <laughs> Of, of that caliber okay so definitely something that we may have to 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 do with michelle pilo if she's not scared of the camera come on i'm going bracket racing youtube channel let's talk let's let let's let everybody know who you are um as you're making the name obviously was already there but if it wasn't it's it's seemingly there now so that's right man and uh the cool part about that card i think is it uh it reinforces the idea that you don't have to have a million-dollar race car to do that because whenever I say you've won, what like obviously if you didn't look at the page you would assume this is a hundred thousand dollar brand new dragster, right? That's what everybody would think because that's what I mean. Look what Donnie Burleson's doing with the very first Ultra Tech car right now. He's already dominating people. In fact, I want to say he his team won the Dream Team Challenge last weekend. But this car, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But the point is. I want to say it might even have drum brakes on the front of it still. It goes 650s. It's uh, maybe a 67 Camaro. Uh, goes down through there, runs the number, hits the tree, runs the number, dumps them every once in a while. And, I mean, realistically, this is kind of like Nick Hastings going out and dominating all the time. It's nothing nothing spectacular and uh, just as good as anybody. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I don't want to go as far as Nick Hastings yet. I mean, she's got a, quite a few more races to win before she catches up to that. But again, it's impressive. In my opinion, I don't care who you are. If you go back to back, number one, there's there's obviously a target on your back. You won the first race, right? But if you go back to back in any event, uh, you're doing something, man. Uh, from from preparation to decision making to having the right the right type of setup, knowing your car, the data's good. Uh, I think you said weather changed up on that race quite a few times for yourself, even. So, being on top of that type of stuff is. That's what it takes to win two times back to back. So I ain't never done it. I'm speaking like I have, but kudos to someone who's ever navigated that type of a that type of crowd, man. So it's especially this weekend, man, because with those storms being in the area, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a guy up in the lanes, and he's like, "Man, that flag keeps swirling. You know, like it would it'll be a tailwind, and then all of a sudden, 15 minutes later, it'd be a headwind, and then it'd be a crosswind." And I was just like, man, this is this is crazy. And it was my buddy Travis up in the lane. He's got a real nice white Nova, by the way. And, uh, and you know how I like those Novas. In fact, this shirt <laughs> says Novas to the front on the back. But uh, we'll have to get him one of these one of these days. But uh, yeah, man, it it was a uh, it was a weird deal, and it was kind of a crapshoot at times. And uh, you know, at the same time, if you're reading it right, it might not be a crapshoot for you. That's true, Manny. Uh, Ron Huntley Jr. is in here saying she's won a loose rocker big check before. So um, it, it may be just new to me, you know, maybe new to some of the guys that are watching this YouTube channel, whether, you know, on the way home from work or, or, or working on their cars in the garage. Who knows what's going on? But um, the name's definitely not going to leave my mind um, and stay away from me in the lanes when you re replay this, uh, Miss Pilo. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> have to deal with you now. All right. But. No, Casey, man, what we got going on today, guys, don't forget, it's open discussion, okay? So make sure you bring your thought process. We're going to tear apart a few ideas that we may have on our brains, and hopefully you guys got something. Uh, but, Casey, where, where are we headed today? It was something that, uh, you know, I literally was just thinking about about time I got off work and let the dog outside. And uh, it's just something I've kind of been wondering because – where we come from, lane choice, I mean, lane choice is something that affects everybody, right? Every single time you go up there, everybody's either maybe stacked up in one lane and you got to eventually figure out at some point throughout the race who gets to be in the lane that they drove up in. And, uh, you know, like you roll up there this weekend, everybody wanted the right lane for whatever reason. Because both lanes that go out Motorsports Park, you're going to run the right, you're going to run the left. And it's literally a personal preference because you're going to hit the tree the same, uh, you know, all the beams are the same, the rollout's the same, it's a world-class facility. It doesn't matter what lane you're in at Galat, you know, to say the least. Well, right. how do you determine uh, who gets lane choice? Because where we come from, it used to always be fast car, and I believe it probably still is. Now, that was from back in the day whenever, you know, a lot of people worked on their own stuff. You couldn't just call par and buy a $50,000 motor and now you go 420s all day long, not even trying. Um, you know, so has fast car getting lane choice as far as bracket racing goes kind of been phased out? Does it need to be phased out? Because I understand, like, for example, in top dragster, top sportsman, something like that, these real fast bracket racing classes. I understand fast car should get lane choice because that's the name of the game in, uh, in you know, fast bracket race, PDRA, things like that. Sure. 
But as far as your regular weekly bracket races, do you think that uh, fast car getting lane choice should be phased out so money doesn't buy the lane? I like it. I like it. Hey, guys, look, check this out. Here in a moment, we're going to go to commercial, but I'd like to see your thoughts in the chat real quick. That way we can give a little time for the comments to kind of build up and get your thought. How's how's the lane choice deal going for you guys? You know, of old, it's it's we've always had a, a fast car gets the lane choice type of a thought process. Is that old? Is it stale? Is it what, what are we doing with that here? Uh, and to answer your question, Gilbert Lindsay, I know my name is George Atchison, but you got to remember I'm a junior, and that would have been senior out there that was getting getting uh, getting a job done at Killcare. And uh, to your point, Sean Pinkerton, uh, we're we're still working on getting that bad boy. Uh, getting her lined out so we've got some pretty idea pretty good ideas of what's going on for those of you that don't know uh that old corvette had a 496 in it the week before uh, we went to kill care so that was the first time we've went from that type of a setup 496 to something just a lot bigger a lot bigger okay that that's all i got for you so hang in there i'm gonna be back we can discuss all that too get a load of this from tsr don't go anywhere TSR Racing Products has everything you need to make your Powerglide Turbo 350, Turbo 400, and 727 transmissions the best they can be on the street or at the track. With exceptional products, customer service, and over 30 years of experience, TSR Racing Products is always available to help their customers with any of their transmission needs. In-house machining ensures you only receive the best products from TSR Racing. Visit TSR Racing Products at tsr-racing.com or give them a call at 800-394-5889. Welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Remember, speedy, speedy recovery out there to Will. Um, TSR, guys, they've, they've had our back since we started, okay? So uh, I feel like I'm part of the family. Um, I don't know about you, Casey, but um, invite me to the next barbecue. I'll make, I'll make, I'll make an appearance somehow, you know. But uh, So let's, let's go with some of these questions. TSR, thanks for what you do, guys. If you need anything in the, in the back end of your car's transmission, uh, input shafts, I, I hear a lot of those things breaking every now and then. But... TSR's probably got what you want, so give them a call first. Let's let's take off, Casey. Man, I've got quite a few. Uh, the first one I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit Kevin Little because he's. I think he's one of the first ones to to chime in. I see Ron Huntley chimed in as well. But uh, we flip cards for lane choice. I like it, but at what point? Because well, the the way I see it is, like you said, Casey, everybody comes up with some type of a preference on what lane they want. And not always are the cars even enough for you to get said lane, right? Um, that's where, I think that's where you're saying the car gets flipped from that point. Um, and um, fine with me, I'm okay with that one. That scenario is pretty good. What do you think, Casey? No, I agree. And uh, the only problem with that is you have to have someone managing that process and that's that's the most difficult portion of that that's actually one of the things i had on the list over here because in fact my bullet point under it is it says time consuming but it's cool it's it's cool as in the fact that you don't know who's running where you have to be prepared to run both lanes now on top of that that means in in my mind that would mean that you can't just give them one time run you got to give them the opportunity to run both lanes so that can bog down that program depending on how big your program is but 
I do think ultimately that probably is one of the best ways um, to go for sure. That's definitely like the top one or two ideas in my mind. Um, but going back to this whole, the fast car getting lane choice, I think everyone pretty much agrees that that isn't really the way to go anymore because uh, again, I could understand it back in even 15 years ago, it seemed like most people were building their own motors and stuff like that. And there just wasn't the opportunity to buy a lot of stuff that, you know, 15 years ago, let's see in a bracket car right now, would have been in a pro mod. Mm. So, I mean, you can buy some big time stuff nowadays, but uh, we have some other ideas over here in the YouTube chat, Uh, Monday Morning Racer over here, he's saying reaction time or cards. So he's he's thinking the cards too. The reaction time thing is ladder. probably the most fair way. Well, it's it's the hardest way too, because if you're not on the ladder, who the heck has time to? Uh, hey, card number thirty-two forty-seven was trip zip last last right. round. He's got he's got. Not only does he have lane choice, he has the freaking buy run. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, but you right. can't do that for two hundred two hundred cars entered into a race. It's just right. a lot of data to come behind that. So right, you could say. Uh, as far as that goes, you could say, whip out those time slips, boys. Let's see who had the best time slip last run, you know, and just, sure. and that's no different than uh, what, what my next idea was, just the old nothing special coin flip right there. I like but it. The problem always is, I don't have a coin in my pocket. <laughs> true, true. I like it, right? But I'm kind of with Ron Huntley, too. He says he grew up at Norwalk. There was no lane choice. He, they pulled the cars front to back. First car in the left lane gets pulled. Second car in the right lane gets pulled. Lane choice is amusing to him. That sounds like Ardmore. And honestly, my thoughts on Ardmore, they're not... I I love how they pull lanes at Ardmore. I do. My vehicle doesn't quite like it, right? Because you'll get in one one lane and it'll do one thing. You get in another lane and do another. That's because I need new shocks, right? Everybody knows Mo needs new shocks. It's not a secret. Um, Um... strange engineering uh i I need some shocks i've I've been waiting for two months guys come on anyway but so that's where things get different like what you said luckily at ardmore if i'm racing that track there's two time runs unless you're at the windmills i'm pretty sure windmills you're only going to get one time run but at ardmore when i race the weekly points program there's two time runs so i strategically take one in the right one in the left so that i have some type of an idea of what I'm going to do if whichever lane gets pulled. So I like that idea, Ron Huntley Jr. It's definitely something that uh, could be adopted everywhere, in my opinion. When you call cars to the lanes, there's generally, what, four or five lanes there anyway? Well, line them jokers up, pull some cards out. You know, up, you pulled right lane. Up, you pulled lane five. Up, you pulled lane two, whatever. Pull them out like that, now you got a different a difference in how the race goes, too. The... Uh you know, another idea with everything, too, is uh, and, and a lot of this stuff always goes down to ladder rounds. And realistically, most times, other than maybe like two or three guys at the very end lagging at the end of the line, you don't even have to worry about lane choice a lot of times until the ladder most of the time, until you get around like maybe sometimes around 30 cars, 15 cars, somewhere around there is whenever you start having people. Because you got to also think whenever you go up to the lanes, yeah, first round, maybe everybody's stacked in a lane, but half those cars are going to get pushed the other lane. And even after they buy back or whatever the case may be, everybody's going to stay in the lane they just ran 99% of the time. 
it just doesn't make sense to go to the other lane because you initially wanted that. It doesn't make sense. You just got your data right there. No matter if it was good or bad, it's you got it. So, you know, it's kind of irrelevant until later in the rounds. Maybe I would say first first place, uh, first time it would happen to be maybe like fourth round for a major, major event. Monday morning racer now saying, just do rock, paper, scissors. Everybody can do that right now. <laughs> we can do that. Best out of one, too. No best out of three, guys. You, you lose, you lose. You better call something smart. You better be thinking. Uh, study the odds. But I can remember one, one race in particular. I think it was CP's race there at uh, I-30 where I had to run, I think his name's LJ, and he was in an old rustic-looking car and pretty cool guy. But both of us were stacked. And the guy comes around to flip the coin. I say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, LJ, what lane do you want? He says, right, all right, cool, because I want the left anyway. You know how they do it on on street outlaws and things like that? Hey, man, what, what lane were you wanting anyway before we flip these coins? Because if you would have said right lane, guess what? Uh, well, we go into the coin, man. We, we, go into, we go into the coin. I think it, I said right, he said left, but whatever. Then you have a legitimate flip a coin situation on your hands. So um, I, I can see it that way as well. And you could go to the, uh, whenever you're on the ladder, you could go to the best previous package, which ultimately is the best method, but it takes so much back office, back end work to figure that out that you can't really do that until the ladder round whenever there's only so many people. I mean, maybe the computer can figure that out, but you'd have to be laddered the whole time to even figure that out. Yeah, and I think I'm I think I'm taking uh, from Eric White here. He says lane choice should be by performance based. In bracket racing, performance is all on the driver. Uh, since hold on, let me scroll down some. Should have been scrolled down a little far. Since the vehicle party uh, parity is made up by the handicap, so base base it off a of best reaction time or best package, like what you're saying, Casey, is how it should be uh, determined. Um, I uh, I agree with that. I do like it. I think even right now. When you go on the ladder, uh, generally it's based off of reaction time in the first place. So that's not, I don't think that's where the majority of change could be because once you get on a ladder, um, most everybody's hitting the tree, but it just makes it that much better. Okay, I can, uh, we were talking about my dad racing in, in Kill Care. He lost lane choice and had to get pushed in the left lane uh, uh, one of those rounds. And, and, uh, and so, but it was based on ladder. It wasn't a faster car, slower car. He was the faster car. I know it's just a Corvette, but it was running 480s. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, um, so I like that idea. I do. I like it by uh, by reaction time. I don't think that one needs to change. What are your thoughts, Casey? No, I, I like the uh, the reaction time based, and I like the overall package based. Personally, that's that's what is ultimately the best way to do it, in my opinion. Um, but like I said, you can't really do that until it's laddered because you can't you can't just expect the guy to be able to be like, oh, this is my time slip from the last run, and and you're like, is it? It really is it? You know what I mean? But uh, so you know that that just is what it is. I mean, even in super classes, you could do who was closest to the 90, you know, whatever sure. 90 that may be. Sure. The ultimate, in my opinion, best way to do it is first in line, and the reason that is is just simply because you know you obviously don't know you, you can't just sit here and be like oh that looks like i'll be the odd number so i'll be first in line if it comes down to that i mean that's just not going to happen with 200 cars all going to the lanes coming from 
over here and then another one comes over there and one was already up there because he wasn't paying attention and one was late you know and it changes it all up but so you can't really tell what's what but i think what it emphasizes is it emphasizes you need to get up here to the lanes you know what i mean sure you need to get up here because you want to be first in line even though it's even odd even odd even odd so it really doesn't work that way but i feel like it just makes you inside be like i need to get up to the lanes and if nothing else, it just makes it easier. Now you don't even need a guy at the head of the staging lanes or gal, whatever, at the head of the staging lanes because everybody knows, hey, there's only this many cars left. We're going past the uh, dedication line and I'm the second car, so I'm pulling over. If I'm in the right, I'm pulling to the left. If I'm the first car, I'm pulling straight ahead, you know? I feel you, man. I'm looking at some comments here. I've seen uh, Randall Blenson. A little bit off subject, but he says, uh, what's the deal with someone thinking they have to stage last? Uh, gamesmanship, likely, man. Games, gamesmanship is pretty much the uh, thought process behind that. And then, of course, sometimes you have people who say, I'm, I'm much better when I stage last. Um, you have others who say, I'm much better when I stage first. Who, know, who knows to, you know, how to answer that question, man? But there's always some gamesmanship going on, Randall. Uh, I see a few more comments coming in here. Sean Pinkerton pulled them front to back. If the buy has to run, the racer on the buy gets lane choice. I got you. So he's saying pull them front to back, and if the buy run gets paired up with anybody, well, the person with the buy run should rightfully have lane choice. I like that. I do. Here's why. Because you already put the person with the buy run off to the whole side of everybody else so that it, it, it comes to him. So nerves get the build up right there. Why not calm the nerves just a little bit more, especially when he's like, oh, shoot. I thought I was going to get the buy run, but here comes Joe uh, with his car coming back up. Now he doesn't have the buy run. Now he has to race somebody. And then on top of that, you lose lane choice. That's like, nah. And on the same time, you should carry that buy to the next round, too. That's the way I think about buy runs. If you got it and you didn't use it and you go to the next round, then you should be getting it, right? That's how I think about it. Uh, good one, Sean Pinkerton. I like that one, man. I agree with the carry and the buy for sure, and I definitely agree with the buy run should get lane choice because if they were better than literally every single person there, which is how you get the buy 99% of the time, if if you were that good, then you should not get penalized because they made you wait till the very end, and then all of a sudden you get kicked out of your lane because right. I've been there before, and that's huh. you're always like, man, like if I would have just fallen into the line, if I would have known that that was a possibility, I probably would have just fallen into the line, been like, I don't want the buy, I want my lane. Let's get you this know? thing over with, you know. My car's already, I can warm it up good. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, if you have, you know, struggling with warming that thing up, there's a lot of variables that you take out if you're not waiting on the buy run. It shouldn't be a penalty to have to wait on it either. You should, hopefully, you would know going into it if you have it i'm sure that's harder to do than said you know what i mean um but yeah definitely i'm looking at michael beard he's got a comment up here he says he had to run peter biondo in stock with his tra turismo uh many years ago pete asked me what lane i wanted i was just cooling the car and said i don't care he continually insisted insisted peter i don't care pull into the lane i'll pull into the other one Hold on a second here. Okay, we'll see. Flip. Peter, I don't care. Huh. So you guys went back and forth for a while to figure out what lane you wanted, and it didn't really matter to them, is what he's saying. Um, so I'm sure there's more of that out there to where 
Some people just don't care what lane it is. Their car's going to do what their car's going to do, or they're going to do what they do in their car to where it just doesn't bother them. Thoughts? I mean, at uh, at the the way that all the facilities are ran anymore, in my opinion, uh, for example, at Gateway, you never had to really care what lane you're in. Everything's right. The finish line's going to be straight, all that. You know, it's you just don't have to worry about that stuff like you used to. I guess if you're going to some, you know, kind of smaller tracks every once in a while, you might find a place where maybe one lane's running 661 feet and the other lane's running 659 feet. Um, so maybe in those scenarios it makes a difference. But uh, now that everybody understands how timing systems work and how things have gotten so close, I just really don't see lane choice mattering so much anymore because realistically, now, if somebody just oiled down the right lane, I don't want to run the right lane. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they literally just oiled it down and now they got to respray it or maybe they're not spraying it good enough or whatever the case may be. Now it matters. But as far as bracket racing scenario, if, if a lane is junk, most of the time, both lanes are going to be junk. If one lane is good, the other lane's typically going to be good because guess what? The same guy that prepped lane, the right lane, is the same guy that prepped the left lane. They only have one tractor, even that mass traction. They only have one big tractor. I agree. I agree to disagree there uh, because there's always, not always, do you run on Galat's facility. Not always do you get to run at Extreme Raceway Park. It's facilities that are just like whatever pro mod you want to run down this son of a gun is going down it and I don't care which lane you're in. That's not always right. So I like it, but there is a disparity. And, uh, and that's why you see all of us stack up in one lane. Like, man, I like this right lane. I've come here 20 times and my car just don't like the left lane. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I definitely, definitely, um, think, think that there's a little bit of disparity out there when it comes to lane choice. That's what the big deal is in the first place. Michael Beard goes on to say here, check this out. He says, when the buy carries, you could have someone earn a buy with a 002, and then multiple people go triple O the following round not to be able to get a buy. Tough, tough cookies. That's all I got. I'm sorry. The way I see it here, someone had a better light the round before, and that person didn't get said buy. So what are you going to do when we get down to the buy runs, and that person is quote, unquote, still in the race and there's a buy run does he now not have a buy run just but his his number's been pulled everybody's going to be like oh he already had the buy but he didn't get to use it does that factored in you know i know that somebody's going to be triple o the next round too bad they weren't triple o the round before should've, when i got the buy run, been, you know should have been there first uh, anyway mind. that's how i see it and remember guys going bracket racing this is opinion based show um I love opinions because it makes your mind move. And this is my opinion here. Uh, carry that buy run to the person who earned it first. Not because, man, Pete Biondo's, he, he showed up late. He just bought back. And you know that dude. He, it's a buyback run. He's going to be triple O anyway. Don't matter. It's his first hit at the tree, right? So that can happen, you know, kind of seamlessly. You, you, don't, you can't do, put a finger uh, on that. I do have a question going back to the whole uh, track prep and, uh, you know, maybe there's a bump in the lane, this, that, and the other, uh, specifically directed at Michael Beard, um, which is, does he think that uh, in, our, in our whole lane choice scenario here, does he think that lane choice matters? Uh, obviously, he pretty much said he doesn't, but the technology is so good now, and shock technology and tire technology and 
just simply power management. I don't think that, oh, that lane has a bump about 100 feet out matters as much as it did 15 years ago. And I would assume he probably thinks that as well. I'd say that a lot of people are probably that way. By, by the way, guys, we, we will have a special guest coming up here pretty soon. I can't remember what date he is on the schedule, but maybe we'll jump into some suspension talk with an old friend of ours that's going to be coming on to the show. Going to have to hit that subscribe button in order to figure out who I'm talking about, but uh, pretty prominent name in the bracket racing scene right now. So, uh, But definitely, Casey, to your point, it doesn't matter as much, in my opinion, to the bump in the lane. Maybe if you have a ladder bar car, it might affect you a little bit. Maybe if you have, you know, most of us have, I won't say most of us, you know, because uh, there are a ladder bar car, a lot of ladder bar cars out there where that bump could be right at the transition between top of first and then low. You know what I mean? But the thing is that uh, ladder bars, that doesn't really matter. People, people worry so much about cars that have ladder bars. Ladder bars is just the original technology is an old technology that's easier to do by yourself in your garage um, a four link is never going to be better than a ladder bar unless you put the the effort into making it better the good part about a ladder bar is basically it is what it is as far as an intersect point i mean it's legitimately is what it is it intersects where it intersects and uh and now you can tune it with the shocks but see back True. in the day whenever there's only single adjustable shocks and you're adjusting both the compression and the rebound at the same time now it matters, you know, back then, because you can only adjust things so much, and then you have to start going with spring rates and things like that. Uh, you can adjust ladder bars a minimal amount of how hard they hit off the line by raising or lowering them in the, in the front mount. But realistically, most of your ladder bar tuning is in your shocks. Well, now you have double adjustable shocks that can adjust, you know, at times 32 clicks on the both compression and the rebound, which is very, very fine adjustment. And now you can adjust how hard they hit and how quick they hit and how hard it holds it or releases it, you know, sooner or later down the track. So again, I mean, both of the cars I currently have right now are ladder bar cars. And right now my Firebird is repeating just as good or better than, uh, than any car that I've had to date right now. So, uh, I think that, you know, it's it's all a matter of the, the biggest problem with ladder bars is most people don't understand them and they're trying to adjust a ladder bar the way that you would adjust a four link car. And they're actually the opposite. And people forgot about that because ladder bars are an outdated technology. And, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Right, right. Looking at the chat here, Michael, Bar Michael Beard says, ladder bar cars have shocks too. Yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, yeah, of course. But a lot of people who, and, and maybe this is just the era that we're in right now. You know how we feel about data loggers. You know it. A lot of people have that on them cars, and they know based on maybe looking at a pass. Hey, man, my car got down here to this transition, and it did this. And, or, or your car might not feel this particular way because you're full chassis. That's kind of what I'm getting at um, when I say that that bump could be felt at a certain certain point in a different style of car so um needless to say um i still think that um you know there's a disparity within w between lanes just just about the majority of places that you go will have some some sort of of a um, disparity well and uh you know we were talking one day and you were talking about uh 
I want to say you were talking about Tiger Woods and you said something about, you know, obviously we know he's, if not the greatest, one of the greatest golfers of all time. And you, you're big into golf and you said something along the lines of Tiger Woods actually figured out something to do with a dominant eye. Was that him? That's so him. Yeah. It could be something like that where you might think you like the right lane over the left lane. So you can hit the tree better over there just sure. because. Just because of the dominance. And how you figure it out, I guess you, you just hold hold your hands up here, and when you look through a mirror, it'll show you whichever eye. You probably just saw mine, to be honest, but um, whichever eye you can see is your dominant eye. Uh, Rocky McClay, man, uh, no Ardmore for me, buddy. I'm going to be in Hawaii. Uh, the wife, uh, you know, deserves a, a good vacation that I was supposed to give to her last year, and so I'll be taking her this year. Uh, long story short there. <laughs> I'll keep it that way, but... Um, yeah, man, Casey, what else we got going on on your list there, man? I know you got a couple more subjects maybe we can brush on. Man, we pretty much ran through all those as far as the lane choice deal. Like I said, I thought about 15 minutes ago, so I didn't have any time to really think through it. But I do want to talk about the whole idea of carrying the bike because I think there's little left to talk about there. And uh, I, still, I still think that carrying the bike – once you got it, I think you should keep it until you go out because, first of all, whoever's carrying the buy, I've been in that position before, and it puts a little bit more pressure on you, especially if you're down to eight cars, you know, or, or you, there's an odd number of cars, I guess, whenever you get down to the quarterfinals or so, and you know that that buy could be worth a buy and plane at a certain point. And, uh, you know, at that point, it's uh, it adds a little bit more pressure to the driver, and I think that the driver should be able to uh, – I think he got there first. He was first in line. And just because the numbers didn't work out doesn't necessarily mean that they should lose. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. And, and guys, if you got more comments on the buy run and carrying the buy all together, leave them in the chat. I'm going to step away for another quick second so Mr. BRG can talk to you about them 3D printed parts. Don't go anywhere. BRG Motorsports 3D printed racing parts are able to provide you with whatever you desire to enhance your drag racing operation. Items like safety belt magnets, nitrous bottle holders, and even quick-release delay box mounts are able to be obtained from BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts. Have a look at top-selling items such as helmet hooks and steering wheel hooks, which are proven to make it easier to maneuver throughout your race car. You can contact BRG Motorsports 3D printer racing parts at telephone number 765. 729-1177. All right, all right. Thanks for not going anywhere. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share it. Uh, it'll come out on uh, podcast form pretty pretty soon as well as we are a podcast as well. So, uh, But uh, definitely, Casey, we were talking about carrying that buy run. And um, yeah, I'm, I, I like it. Even if it is a wrinkle, I like it. Even if... Michael Beard's right to an extent to say somebody went triple O the round after you, but that shouldn't take away what I did the round before they did. What if they were 50 the round before that? Yeah, they don't deserve a buy run, okay, but somebody was double O two, they they deserve it. So I think it I think it adds a little bit more of a wrinkle. There's a little bit more of a number one, there's more of a, a more pull or strain on the person with the buy like you said i gotta win this round because it's three cars left in the finals and i'm on the buy run so if i win this round man i'm going to the final you know what i mean whereas the other guys are like man 
this guy has the buy. We we kind of need to knock him out if we get a knock. It's almost like a headhunter, almost, without having the headhunter award inside of the race. Yeah, and you could even, speaking of that, you could actually get to the point even of, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think this is the best way. You would have to say this is how this race is ahead of time, almost like uh, it would be almost similar to a mulligan race. You can't just randomly decide it's a mulligan race the day that you get there. But you could have like a headhunter-style race where whoever has to buy first round, whoever beats that guy, if you get lined up with him, then he gets it and takes it with him. That would kind of be cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool. There's more than one way to skin a cat here, but um, definitely, uh, definitely something to discuss. I mean, there's a few other things you and I have talked about, Casey, which we'll save for another another time here. But there's there's a few other things that we can begin to pull apart that would make make things a little bit different. You know, um, dial-ins. When when can you change your dial-in? Uh, is there a line? Is anybody watching that line? All kind of stuff. There's a, a few more things we can talk about along the lines of, of, you know, a few little tweaks that would make things a little bit better. If it ain't broke, don't fix it is my mentality, but you always got to be conscious of of uh, the consumer. How do they feel about it? That's that's the way I see it. You know what I want to uh, bring back, speaking of headhunters, because TB, I know you're watching right now, and if you're not, I know you're getting ready to watch. Or Brian Whitworth, maybe you're watching, but uh, you guys need to bring back the Headhunter Awards. It needs There needs to be a Headhunter Award for whoever at these multiple-day races, whoever takes out yesterday's winner needs to get something or, you know, give them the buy or something, you know what I mean? Give them a free buyback or something like that for the following day or whatever the case may be. But uh, somebody... Somebody needs to bring back the headhunter award because I feel like there should be a target on the guy's back who won yesterday. <laughs> hey, I like this right here. Check this out. The headhunter award is the person who takes out the winner from yesterday carries the buy until they have to use it. Hmm. Something very simple like Man, that. If you know what I mean? That's have, simple. If you have to take out <laughs> Jeff Serger, you should get something like that. It's not easy. It's just a wrinkle. You know what I mean? It's just something different. Uh, something something that's kind of cool too. That would be pretty neat. Well, how are you still sitting on the buy? Yeah, I was 20, but I took out Sarah. It don't matter, you know. Um, so I like it. Uh, just a different wrinkle. Just a different wrinkle. Hey, Brian Garrett, no problem, man. Uh, we've been definitely thankful to you or for BRG uh, 3D printed parts. If you guys need any information, need anything, I'm pretty sure he can he can he can make it for you. Um, some of the best, some of the best equipment I've I've got on my race car, to be honest. Especially making it maneuver, you know, able to move through. Um, love my seatbelt magnets. That's all I got. So <laughs> love those things. But yeah, man. There's what's uh, what's the YouTube chat look like? I don't want to I don't want to neglect my my boys on the YouTube side, Casey. Uh, we're seeing Bracket Racer One says carrying the buys the way to go. Um, Cracker Racer 9662 9622 says, uh, sounds like a rough week for you coming up. <laughs> it's going to be pretty rough. Yeah, a beach. Yeah. We got uh, <laughs> Danny Hopes in chat over here. He said he's going to SFG this weekend. It's asked me if I'm going to SFG. I won't be there this weekend, man. I'm uh, low on cash right now. Things didn't work out the way that they were supposed to this year. You know how that goes, man. But I'll be watching for you out there on uh, Motor Mania. I'm sure Kyle Riley will have that on Motor Mania for us for sure. No question. Did uh, that get changed to a two-day event? Did I see 75 and 100 or something different so. about that race? 
And what I thought was interesting about the whole deal is when I saw the flyer, I want to say the round money is actually bigger on the $75,000 race versus the $100,000 race, which doesn't seem right to me, but maybe it is right. I don't know. So, And I don't have enough information to speak on it. I can, I can go and try to pull that flyer real quick, but I did see, and I'm thinking that there's just rain all over the place in Carolina. You guys are just getting wet, you know, but... I think I think that that race got changed up pretty good there. Interesting for sure. Interesting. It's mm -hmm. been uh, yeah, it kind of has been raining on a lot of people's parades. I know the Dream Team. What'd you say they uh, they drive the track? I want to say like five times or something throughout the weekend. I mean, it was it was a rough go for sure, but uh, heck of a job. They obviously <laughs> got it in. Heck yeah. of a job. I think they drive that track. Man, I want to say four or five times from what I saw, and shoot, that was just one day. Uh, and uh, Michael Beard's chiming in saying it's right. They stacked the two smaller days, round money added up. Got you. Yep, that's, um, that's the same thing that Danny Hoff just said, a 15, 75, and 100. He said round money is bigger because they combine the 25 and 50, like Michael Beard said. Yep. Uh, entry is 100 more in the 75 versus the 100. Yep, so it sounds sounds good. Good luck to anybody traveling out there. Uh, Danny Hoff, man, you parked that Tesla in the finish in the winter circle, boy. You're going to start a fire on here. I'm going bracket racing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> good luck out there, though, um, to all the all the contestants and, and definitely got something to watch. Um, probably, I, I may not watch. I'll be on the beach, but, you know, we'll see if the wife disappears, if I can turn on some drag racing. You know how that goes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For me, the uh, the ocean is the ocean for me, so uh, it's all the same water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but definitely, guys, as we, uh, we're coming up on that hour, so if you've got any other thoughts you want to get out, I, I can't stress enough, go ahead and get it out there. But um, definitely going to have the going bracket racing S-Dime out there in St. Louis to, to double back to TB's race. Um, don't waste any time getting into that race if you're going, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure that thing's probably close to full as is. Uh, I'll get some better numbers and keep you all updated on uh, on the Facebook page there, but I'd have to guess there's quite a few entries out there. So, definitely, man. I see Danny Hoff. He's talking about building a car in the winter. You see that comment? Yep. Already already having plans to build a car this winter. Uh, yeah. Just tired of missing races and his car's moving around with him not being able to check variables, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Dragster Jeff says he's going to six different tracks in five weeks nice. in the Great Division Six starting today. So Monday morning racer, would y'all like to see Funny Car Chaos at Galat? I would. I mean, That's I told I told you that on the phone, Lee. I think that that'd be a great place to have that. I think you'd sell the place out. I mean, there's plenty of room out there, and uh, it'd be nice to see some nitro flying at Galat Motorsports Park. In my opinion, mm -hmm. I'd be there to watch for sure. That's true statement. Daniel Morton, give us a uh, shout on the uh, Going Bracket Racing Facebook page inbox. I'm pretty sure we can get you in, in contact with Syntex Printing as we're still searching for our merchandise creators ourselves. But uh, hey, our good friend Greg might be able that, to grab that. Yeah. Did you see on the Facebook page, Daniel Morton got the Iron Man out of Coastal Plains this weekend? Saw that. I saw you uh, You put that on the, on the old Facebook page. Good, good job to you, Daniel. And uh, I think I saw you said you had to work pretty hard for that bad boy, too. Well, work paid off, buddy. <laughs> hey, man, I've never ran that guy. And been uh, both of us, it seems like, are double O every time. And I don't think I've ever ran Daniel Morton, and he hasn't been at least eight or better, ever. And most of the time, he told me the other day, I said, uh, I ran him, I said, 
I said, man, you never take it easy on me, do you? And he said, yeah, I missed it. He was fine. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll get you uh, I'll get you some stickers, Danny Hoff, man. Hit the inbox and give me your address, and I'll stick some of those in the mail ASAP, buddy. Uh, I know you were on TikTok all the time, and uh, GBR sticker on that helmet or the dash of that Tesla might not be too bad. So uh, hit us up on the inbox, man. We'll see what we can get you taken care of. I see Kevin Grider in the building. Uh, you need to find a drag strip in Hawaii and go live. Hey, you know what? Uh, Casey said the same thing to me if I could find a racetrack out there because I guess they do a little bit of bracket racing out there in Hawaii. Um, I know I know they have racetracks, but uh, I'll see what I can do. I'm going to be on Maui. Maybe I'll do some research before I go, and, and while the wife's at a spa day or something, I'll try to head on over there. But uh, definitely a good idea. What else you got for today, Casey? Well, we got... Uh got a lot of stuff going on in the chat over here nmr i know you're uh i know he's he's a big part of funny car chaos now and uh maybe he'll have some pull and be able to get some stuff out here to the east coast man because that's one event i know uh i think it was extreme last year and i'm sure it goes there quite a bit but uh i would really like to go check that out i know this is a bracket racing channel but uh you can't go wrong with funny cars man well, you can't go wrong with drag racing, in my opinion. Funny Cars, that just so happens to be one of my favorites. But at Funny Car Chaos, there are a lot of funny cars. We're not talking about your normal NHRA 18, 17, 18, 19 funny cars show up. That's around I have 60-some funny cars on the lot. So that's what I'm talking about. And Galat will be a good host, as I hear that facility's uh, quite nice when you head down to the, the area of uh, where coolers could be. And in that bar is right there off the track, so uh, interesting. Yeah. And it holds, uh, and it holds 360 Pro Mods, no problem. And uh, I want to say, actually, Galat Motorsports team was the very first car to go in the 340s on radials at Galat. Like, and I'm not talking that that was the first car to go 340s at Galat, which I believe it was, but I think that was the first door car to go 340s. Period. Pretty sure on radials, anyway. Wow. No, definitely something I would like to get. Uh, I've missed it both times they've come to Texas. And, uh, of course, there's something going on when something like that comes through Texas. So have a feeling it's going to be back here in Texas quite a few more times. <laughs> I almost promised you that. So, um, yeah, man. But as always here at the Going Bracket Racing YouTube channel, we can't thank you guys enough. Um, most important part of what we do is uh, is coming on here and talking to you guys. So, um, definitely can't can't thank you enough. Thanks for all the support out there. A lot of stickers going out. I see quite a few people starting to chime in about wanting to get some stickers on their on their vehicles. I think we even uh we seen a two wheeler in the final. Jason Rom took him on down right. to the final and, and got the deal done. And uh, shouted out a good old GBR sticker. So that's pretty cool, man. That's right, man. But uh, obviously, before we get off here, man, again, if you guys uh, if you guys will go to the Gold Bracket Racing Facebook page, there's a GoFundMe link there to pay for, uh, well, help anyway. There's going to be a lot more than what we can pay for for uh, Will over there at TSR. Help him out with those medical bills, man, after that bad top end wreck. But we got to thank TSR Racing Products that are first on board with us to, to help support GBR and believing in us and everything. Uh, so we really appreciate them. Wish Will a speedy recovery. Obviously, we got to thank Champs Performance, BRG 3D Printed Parts, Syntex Printing out there in Temple, Texas, and Driven Racing Oil. You can use that code GBR10. Get you 10% off that order. Order all the oil you can, man, because it might be going up here pretty soon just in the Shoot. world. So. Shoot. 
Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, definitely got my load sitting out there in the garage ready to go. So um, thanks to everybody. And as always, except for this week, uh, we will not be live. Uh, this is the first time we haven't been live in a long time, huh, Casey? It is. <laughs> yeah, man. So this Tuesday coming up, we are canceled. I'll, I'll, if you want me to, I'll go live from the beach, but y'all just might get mad at me, so um, don't make me do that to you, all right? But uh, for now, I won't see you next Tuesday. I'll see you the Tuesday after that. Thanks for joining us. Have a good day, everyone.